The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we'll be discussing some of Google's recent changes to the yet-to-be-launched Core Web Vitals. Joining us today is Jordan Cooney, who is an SEO strategist and an advisor for search metrics. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and advisor to Search Metrics. Jordan, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey, Ben. How you doing? I'm good, buddy. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah? Yes, sir. What's life in the SEO world like these days? Life in the SEO world is busy, let me tell you. I think uh, with uh, no-click changes, the booming investment in just digital companies lately. The SEO world's just like on a on a high and it's growing. No click, mobile first. Hey, I don't know if you've heard it. Google is launching these new technical ranking factors called Core Web Vitals. Did you know about that? It's something we've talked about on the podcast. Yeah, what rock have you been hiding under, Ben? <laughs> I have been hiding under the Voices of Search podcast rock, which, by the way, is loaded with Core Web Vitals information. It's pretty much... I think we should rename the podcast to Core Web Vitals. <laughs> Core Web Vitals. Core Web Vitals. Core Web Vitals. Hey, so it was a busy week this week. We've been talking about Google's going to be launching Core Web Vitals. They're coming in May. Everybody get ready. There's, they've been telling us about these metrics that we've been looking at for six months or more now. Everybody's ramping up and figuring out how their website's working. Search Metrics did a study and said that 4% of, I think it was 2 or 3 million websites that they looked at are actually passing Google's standards for uh, Core Web Vitals. And then what happens this week? Google 
moves the goalposts on us twice. The first off, they change what core web vitals are some of the metrics, or they, they made some adjustments to them. And second, they changed the date when they're going to be published. Let's talk about the first here. What did Google change when it comes to the core web vitals metrics? Yeah, Ben. So the biggest change on that front is really around how Google evaluates a cumulative layout shift. A cumulative layout shift is one of the three primary KPIs, not the only ones, but the primary KPIs that Google looks at in terms of your site performance. Cumulative layout shift specifically is used to understand the way that a page is rendering and if the elements are rendering clean in a usable way and when they're not, you get a worse score and when they are, you get a better score. But essentially it's really about like kind of the the page experience. One of my favorite websites that's a sports website is, I think it's Black Sports Online, BSO. And it's a great Twitter feed. I think it's Robert Liddell is the guy, hilarious sports takes and a lot of like salacious stuff that's on there. And uh, every time I click on one of the tweets to basically move past the headline, their website loads and it pops up and down and all over the place. And every time I try to click on the next page, I end up clicking on an ad or, or something else that I didn't mean to click on. That's an example of a website that's got a shitty CLS. That would be correct. Yeah. Or maybe they're just trying to really get you to click on the ads to make more money. <laughs> well, it's both, right? It's not only is it the page is constantly moving around, so their CLS scores are probably terrible, but the user experience sucks too. Yeah. It's a shame because the content's kind of fun. They're a good Twitter follow, Black Sports Online. There you go. I think that's an interesting point there. I and mean, that's, that's the spawn of not only CLS, but other element and uh, layout type KPIs. There are many that, that exist. Their existence is because of the infamous multi-pop-up websites that had so many ads that you couldn't really actually use the site itself. Yeah. So, okay. You get all these sites that are popping around and Google's measuring when does your site essentially become stable? Talk me through the, the impact of the change that they made. Yeah. Great question, Ben. So this change isn't maybe like the, a crazy change, but it's an important one and it's a notable one. And it's really around how session gaps between multiple sessions are are managed and capped you know so essentially when you have a session so the duration for which a user is on a page those cumulative layout shift scores can change right and and when you're actually collecting real live data in the field so in the field being like what chrome is collecting from users like yourself and I who are using using these websites ultimately these layout shifts can change during these session gaps. And so, so what Google has done is they've limited them to like a one second with a max five second gap so that Google can get a more real view of what's happening during that session for a user. So there's a session gap and Google is basically capping the time between these sessions. Am I, am I thinking of it right? Actually, I want you to re-explain it to me because I what I'm hearing from you is Okay, when somebody visits a website, there's a session and Google assigns a cumulative layout score, but people come back to the website multiple times. Is it basically only evaluating those sessions between different times? What am I missing here? Yeah, so there's the fact that users can leave and come back to a site, yes. But then there's also the fact that users may have multiple sessions within a single visit, right? So you might visit the homepage of a site, then you might go to a category page, then you might go to a product page. 
each of those is a session in and of itself. And in some cases, you may even have multiple sessions within a page because there are, are different experiences that you can have within a page. But let's just stay within this example of multiple pages. You might actually have a separate session in between each of those pages. And there's a different cumulative layout shift score applied to each one of those sessions. And so Google's doing here is limiting the gaps in between these, these events. Okay. So I assumed that the cumulative layout score was on a per page basis. Every time you loaded a new page or reloaded the same page you were on, the layout loads, Google takes the score and they measure you based on the total amount of data that they're collecting. It sounds like that's not necessarily the case. Sometimes you can have multiple CLS on the same page and sometimes you can bounce from page to page. And if you're doing it quick enough, it's not necessarily counting your CLS. Is that right? That's right. Yep, exactly. So it's not as simple as a one-to-one, I loaded a page, Google gets the CLS score or all of the core web vitals scores and then moves on to the next page load. It's not done on a per session basis. Google isn't calculating your score based on, I visited this site, I bounced around to 10 different pages. You, You get more than one score. In that example, you'd get probably 10 or maybe even more CLS scores. Right. When they're capturing this data off of the field, field data being what we actually collect, they collect off of Google Chrome. Now, the other reality here is that in many cases, you may have a multi-session experience on a particular page, right? So you, you go to a page, and this is probably the more common example of where the session gap is very useful for Google. You might spend a long time on the page. You might go to a different tab. You might go and check your bank account or order your food on Uber Eats. And then all of a sudden you come back to that page and you refresh that page. That is a new session that now has occurred. Another good example is you close your computer lid, you open your computer lid, you're still on that same page and Google is is still going to capture that that CLS score, even though it it could have been, you know, 30 minutes since you've, you've actually opened that page. And so what Google's trying to do is limit the changes that can occur because those CLS scores can radically change in those sessions. Like we discussed in the beginning of this episode is maybe there's some ads that have now changed or rendered differently. That's a great example of where the score could be impacted. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. 
okay, so talk to me about what we think the impact of this is. It, it seems like Google is calculating CLS at a different cadence than we originally thought they were. What does that mean for SEOs? Does this mean that Google's just going to be more accurate counting CLS? Does it hurt people that have lots of ads on their platform? What does it actually mean for SEOs? Great question. Uh, according to Google, nothing. So um, according to Google, <laughs> um, this, this is, I think, what Google said here is that nearly, it, it impacts none of the sites that already had good scores, but it certainly has benefited sites that have had poorer scores. So if you had a poorer score, you might have gotten a slightly better score, but it has not really impacted it has not really impacted many sites. In fact, they state in their report about this that 3% of sites will see a score improvement from needs improvement or poor to a good rating. So it's not a monumental change. However, I would say this one thing, which is when Google quotes some of these numbers, and when, especially when they're very small, like 3%, 3% of the internet is a lot. And I don't think that people <laughs> comprehend how big 3% of the internet really is. But in theory, Google states that this is a pretty low impact change. Low impact to Google, not low impact to that 3%. <laughs> yeah. It seems like this favors people that have predictably loading sites, right? Hey, it doesn't matter how much you load my site. If the CLS score is going to be the same, fine. It seems like companies that have big variances in their CLS score, capturing more data potentially hurts their score because, you know, Google is going to be capturing all of the bad scores along with hopefully one of the good ones. Or maybe I guess it could work the other way. Google could randomly only capture the bad ones. And when you capture more data, you're bringing in some of the good scores as well. Yeah. And I mean, you know, recently Searchmetrics published a report on Cumulio Shift and, and the reality is their report finds that over 96% of the internet isn't performing very well when it comes to these scores. So the reality here is that I don't think that this is a, a massive shift, but it is an important one. And it's an important one where Google is making a distinction in terms of when and how to calculate some of these scores. And I think that's probably a more important finding and something that I hope that they continue doing. Google's clarifying how they're capturing that data. And going back to what you mentioned about the search metrics study, only 4% of the websites that they tracked are actually getting passing grades. That's according to Google, which doesn't really matter. Because at the end of the day, SEO is a zero-sum game. If you're have a higher score than your competition, but you're still in a needs improvement or a bad score, according to Google, you're still going to rank on top for that given query or keyword. Bingo. So great. Yep. If everybody is failing the class and it's graded on a curve, not everybody's going to fail. And I think that's the, you know, the big takeaway here with CLS and how Google's calculating the scores and core web vitals in general is that we all stink, but we all stink together in the eyes of Google. That's right. Now we know how Ben passed college. He just took all the classes where everyone else was failing. So, <laughs> you know, it's the same thing with real estate. I want to have the worst house on the nicest block. 
<laughs> That's right. <laughs> no doubt. All right. Well, thanks, Jordan. <laughs> You're welcome at any time, buddy. <laughs> that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and advisor to search metrics. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you could visit his website, which is jordancooney.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, in addition to the second part of my conversation with Jordan Cooney, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.